Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omisha. Amen. Praise God. I can see your wife, her smile is brother this morning. Praise God. I won't tell you what I told her when I said, well, I will be looking forward to meeting you. I'll tell you in camera. Amen. What I told her. And I'm glad that you're here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Children, some of you is going to help me to preach this morning. Okay. Yeah. Can you do that for me? I want two very good readers. You know, two very good readers to come. Come, come, come and join me. Annabelle, your mommy volunteered you. Yeah, come. Somebody else? Okay. Clap for them. Clap for them. Okay. Ah. Now, I was struggling to have two. Now I have four. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You know, that is why ask and you shall receive. And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you ask or which you desire. Ask or two are four. Double. Amen. May the Lord double your portion this morning in the name of Jesus. I said double for every trouble you have ever gone through in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get, you see, mm, You see, those boxes there, there's something in one of them. Actually, everything has has something. But there's something special in one of them. So, two of you, ah, I don't know. Okay, we leave that for a moment. We leave the box for a moment, okay? We leave the box for a moment. Praise the Lord. This morning, I want to preach on what I've titled, Who Really Are You? Last week, we looked at the scripture. We looked at um, Isaiah 46, verse 10. And the Bible declared to us that God is the one that declares the what? It declares the beginning, it declares the end from the beginning. In other words, God has gone ahead of us. Praise the Lord. God has gone ahead of you in 2020. God has gone ahead of you in this decade. Where you want to be, God has already been. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And if God had been where you have already been, is it not just wise to follow the footstep? And that's what I'm encouraging you. The Bible says to us in Daniel chapter 7 that God is the ancient of days. In other words, it has no expiry date. I told you last week, I said God does not live in time. He lives in, he dwells in eternity. And because he dwells in eternity, his plans and his purpose are bigger than this life. The plans and the things that God wants to do in you and through you will outlive you. Amen? 
You can't contain all of God's plan in this life, in just you. That's why it's important for you to pray for your children, children. You know, your generations that are coming outside that don't know you, that will not know you. Because they will carry out some of God's purposes. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And God says that my plan, I have proposed it, it will not fail. So don't limit yourself by the things that you can see. Don't limit yourself by this life. The purpose of God is far, far, way, way bigger than it. Amen. And this morning, I'm going to be asking you a question. Who really are you? What are you in the inside? And we also see that, you know, uh, I'm sure many of you have probably signed up for, how many of you have a New Year resolution to keep fit and healthy this year? I do. Okay, I know your hands will go up because I said I do. And some of you are probably signed up for gym, isn't it? Not yet. Okay. For those of you that signed up, I will ask you again in April. If you have just donated money, or if I ask you, it means that it makes no difference. You know? Because if it's working, we should see it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We should see it, isn't it? So if you don't see it, then we ask, ah, what's happening to the gym money? Amen. Praise God. But while all of that is good, you know, you may change your diet. You may become vegetarian, vegan, whatever. It's all good. You know, if you choose to do that, that's fine. No problem. But there's a better way. There's a better way. Amen? There's a better way. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I want you to turn, first of all, to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 27. And I'm going to ask Annabelle to read a few verses for us. She's going to read from verse 20. You're going to read from there to there. Right? She's going to read from verse 20 to 22. Praise God. Are we all there? If you are there, shout praise the Lord. And if you are not there, shout amen. Okay, praise the Lord sounds louder than so. We know that most people are there. So you read from there, yeah, to verse 22. Okay? My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my savings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in mist of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to, to all their flesh. Praise God. She is beautiful, isn't it? In fact, you do a better job than I would do. Wow. How old are you, Annabelle? Nine. Whoa. Beautiful. Wonderful. Okay. So you, you read from 23 to there, okay? Keep your heart with all diligence, for out, is, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from your 
from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse your lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Don't, do not turn the right or the left. Remove from your, from your foot from evil. Praise God. Give her a clap offering. Well done. Thank you. So sheep, you read this one, this bit, okay? From here. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit. No, does oh, it? Sorry. We're reading from Luke chapter 6 now. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. For a good tree. Hold on, let them open to it first. Okay. 43, verse 43 to 45. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. For a good tree. You know? Old people, their fingers are not as quick as yours. So let's just give them a bit of time, okay? Okay. All old people in the house, shout amen. amen. There are a lot of them. Praise God. Okay. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bamboo bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and the evil, and the evil man <coughs> of the evil treasure of his, of his evil tre- of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For the abundance of his heart his mouth speaks. Amen. Praise God. Give them one of clap of it. How old are you? Four. Four. Wow. So what's the name of your teacher? Um, Mr. Reedy. Mr. Reedy. Is he a good teacher? You like him? He likes you? Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Give him a clap offering. Thank you. You can go and sit down for the moment. I'll call you later. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you look at that scripture that we read... Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. One of the first things I want to highlight in that scripture is that what you put in is what you get out. I say what you put in is what you... You see, there are a few things that Solomon highlighted there which is important for us to understand and see together. And he started said, give attention. Give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. You know, last week was very cold. This week is very hot. But praise God. Amen. Give attention to my words. No, no, leave the, leave the temperature. No, don't, don't turn it down because of me. Amen. Give attention to my word. Somebody tells your neighbor, say, give attention to God's word. Give attention to God's word. You know, one of the things that I notice is that it's easier to almost do everything or anything than to read the word of God. 
I remember before I gave my life to Christ, being raised up in an Anglican church by age 15, I knew that I needed a relationship with God. But I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what, I just felt that I wanted to be closer to God. I, I felt the pool. I just, you know, I was just kind of hungry for God. And I didn't know what it was. I thought, okay, well, what I would then do is read my Bible more, go to church more, do everything, get involved in church, and do all the nice stuff. But the more I did that, the more I got frustrated because I still didn't get it. Until now, later, I gave my life to Christ when I was 18. But what I realized that, because I did um, religious studies in uh, my, what we call, school sats in, in Nigeria then. Uh, you guys call it O-levels or GCSE or whatever, you know. Yeah, your secondary school, anyway. It's not the philosophy that you do. We do real Bible, you know. If you do Christian, you do Bible. If you do Islamic, you do, you know, uh, I don't know what they do, but I'm sure it's something related. So it was, I read the Bible as a textbook. But... I knew that reading as a textbook was different from getting something out of it. And I then began in my quest to knowing God, and I began to read the Psalms, begin to, and people told me that, oh, the Psalms is easy to read, Proverbs is easy to read. Guess what? I struggled to read it. But when I gave my life to Christ, it took me only one week to finish the New Testament. I could not live it. I was just like, wow. I could. And this is the same Bible that I used it as a textbook. But when I gave my life to Christ, the words leaped out. Because I engaged, I connected with God. And Solomon here is saying that, look, give attention to my words. Give attention to God's words. He said, Incline your ear to my saying. The word incline means it signifies that you should be deliberate about it. Don't be passive about it. Because other things will come into your life that will not want you to really want to dig into the word. He said incline. Incline means to bend your ears to it. Make sure you hear it. Make sure you understand it. Make sure it gets to you. Make sure it makes sense to you. Look at verse 21. It said, do not depart from them. You see? So how do we give attention to it? Number one, lean towards it. And number two, don't depart from it. Don't go away from it. And what I realize is that you know, one of the things that still surprises me is that the Word of God is more readily available today than it was yesteryears. But yet, people read it less. What I have on my phone as my, my a study Bible in my phone, I will probably have a, a library. 20 years ago, I will have a library to have it. What you just have? On your phone. I remember then when, um, when, I, when some, one of my friends first introduced them, audio cassettes, Bible on audio. It was like gold dust. 
Now, it costs so much then to get it. I mean, if you have it, you have a gold dust. It's like, wow, what a marvel. Now, I mean, I'm sure some of you cannot even comprehend that how can that be such a big deal. Because at the flick of a finger, you got, you got your audio, you got your study Bible, you get the Greek, you get the Hebrew, you know. You don't even need to learn Greek and Hebrew today. Just get a good study Bible on your phone, you know. You look at the word, what's the Greek, what's the Hebrew. But yet, we don't commit enough time and energy to the study of the word. You see, don't be deceived. I was um, telling one of our young ones, I said, it's good to listen to messages, but don't substitute that with your studying time. You see, God wants you to engage with him in studying the scripture because then you get revelation. But when someone else is preaching it, what you get most of the time is information. Now, but if you have a revelation of what God is saying, when, when you have another preacher, what, what he then does is that he confirms the revelation of God that is already in you. But if you don't have a revelation of God in you, it's just an information. And guess what? No matter how much information you have, when push comes to shove, you will struggle. You may know all the healing scriptures. You may have seen people who have been healed and delivered. But guess what? When the doctor says there's something wrong with you and we don't have a clue to it, then you know what you know. That is when you know what you know. If you know God as a healer, if you have a revelation of the healing grace of God, you will know him as a healer. You will experience him as a healer. But if it's just an information to you, oh, I heard that God healed pastor. I've seen Jesus do some miracles. That's just information. But when God reveals it to you, it's as good as your identity. As good as your identity. It says, look, I want you to draw your attention to verse 21. It says, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart? You need to keep on going back to the word of God. You know, when you read your Bible, when you, read your, when you do your devotion or whatever, however you read your Bible, don't just read it and walk away from it. Make sure that word goes with you for the rest of the day, if anything. Think over it. Bring it to mind. What does that scripture really mean? Uh, you see, and don't excuse the word of God. And what do I mean? Don't say, oh, that's the Bible. This, no, this one can't happen. This, this, we're in the 21st century now. You know? You know, some of us, you know, some of us treat the, the word of God like that. No, I uh, know. Uh, times have changed, you know. Uh, now, now we have um, we have aeroplanes. We have cars. Those days is coming, so we can't understand. Uh, ask God. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the truth behind those words that you've read. 
And that is what meditation is all about. Meditation is basically spooning it out. It's like, I mean, sorry for this expression. It's like you have food, you know, and you bring it back to your mouth, you eat it. You know, that's almost vomiting, isn't it? You can imagine. But, hey. But, um, herbivorous animals, that's, what, that's how they digest their food. They eat the grass, they eat as much as they can eat, and when they now settle down somewhere, it's like, wow, I've got a feel. They bring it out back into their mouth. Begin to chew it, begin to chew it, begin to chew it until it goes down. That's when it's beneficial for their body. And that's the same way we need to treat the word of God. Don't just read it. He said, keep it in the midst of your heart. Keep it in the midst of your heart. And you see the reason why it says we should keep it in the midst of our heart. Look at verse 22. He said, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Turn to someone and say, keep healthy. And that's what I'm saying. You can sign up for the gym. You can change your diet, stop eating meat and just eat vegetable and whatever, you know. All well and good, hallelujah, if that works for you. But you've got to keep healthy by checking what goes inside of you. I was checking some statistics um, while I was preparing for this. You know, one out of eight children under age 19 clinically have mental health issues. One out of eight. One out of eight. Of course, the primary cause or the primary finger is um, social media and stuff like that. But I say it's even bigger than the social media. Because I may be wrong with this statement I'm going to make, but I feel that there's no time in the world, at least in my young years, I don't think in, the, in my young years on earth, there's no time in the world that the world has been as godless as this. I may be wrong, but at least from my own perspective, that's what I feel. There's no value for God. Sadly, even in the church, no respect, no regard, no fear. I mean, it's, it is shocking some of the things that happen that we even talk about in the church. And consequently, no altar of regard for his word. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an agenda. You know, what, what we're thinking about um, today's prayer focus for our fast and prayer, you know, unity in the family. And I'll later stumble on, um, on uh, Aroya Majesty's statement regarding uh, Meghan and Harry. And I thought, wow, praise the Lord for this woman. You know, she demonstrated what unity is about. Unity does not mean that you not have disagreements. Unity does not mean that you not have fallouts. But there's something there will be an order in the house. And when there's order in the house, there will be a 
complete flow of command, and everybody will line up to it. Do you hear Prince Charles making his own statement? Do you hear Prince William making his own statement regarding? I'm sure they have their opinion. I'm sure they would have voiced the opinion behind closed doors. But you don't hear anything from them. You only hear one voice. And everybody lined up behind that one voice. Even Harry lined up behind the one voice. That's unity. And you see, that is why you can't even obtain unity without the fear of the Lord. If there's no respect, if there's no reverence for our royal majesty, that will not happen. It's the respect and the regard that they have for us that irrespective of the differences, everybody fell to line. I'm sure for some of our young ones who, have, who are raised in democratic environment, who must have their say, who must have a, a you know, I'm not saying there's, there's nothing wrong with you having your say, but understand there's a place to have your say, there's a place for order. Amen? There's a place for what? Order. And if you don't learn to line up with order, you, your life will be chaotic. And that's what we have in this generation. Everybody is wise in their own eyes. And there's nothing, nothing represents, nothing can replace order. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 6, God saw um, the people when they were building the um, Tower of Babel, and he came and said, they have one voice. They have one heart. And as they stand, nothing will stop them from achieving this purpose. If God recognizes that order is important, who are we to think that having a say is the most important thing? Do you realize Jesus' last prayer? How many of you know what Jesus' last prayer was? He said that they may be one, just as I and you are one. He said, let them be one. Let them be united. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, we saw the power of unity. God came, that pouring of the Holy Spirit came when they were united together in prayer. Going further in chapter 4, it says that they were all together in one accord. In one accord does not mean that you don't have your opinions. It doesn't mean, but we can agree to disagree. We can come to a place and say, okay, well, let's agree on this, or let's disagree on this, and they all disagree together. In verse 23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And that's, I want to kind of... Um, Uh, I don't know how Sam's gone this. Okay. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of this spring the issues of life. I said earlier on that what you put in is what you take out. 
You will never experience the peace of God. Hallelujah. You will never experience the peace of God if you don't have the Prince of Peace. And his word, which was made flesh, is what you need to have in your heart. You see, there are so many things that goes on in our lives. I mean, social media is blamed for a lot of things, you know. Uh, I'm sure he has, but as far as from my perspective, there are also a lot of positive things about it. I see more of the positive than the negative. Some of my friends that I've not seen in 30 years, I catch up with them on social media. You know, for me, it works for a purpose. But what I'm trying to say is that irrespective of what the world throws at you, what is inside of you is what we stay. When you see that image of that size zero, you know, because... It's all those so-called models, you know. You, I mean, you ever say somebody, a, a Google celebrity, a, a Yahoo star, Instagram star, you know, Instagram model. You know, when you see all those things and you begin to instantly judge yourself by those images, that's a problem. When you feel, that's what the Bible says, that keep your word in the midst of your heart. It says, don't deviate from it. When you look at those images, yeah, it may be thin, yeah, hallelujah, you know. I'm great, I'm wonderfully made. God made me in his image, and I'm proud of what he's, what he's made me. You know, I'm not confused of my identity. Before I was created in my mother's womb, he knew me. He shaped me as he wanted to shape me. Amen. Because his word is in the midst of your heart. But if his word is not there... You look at things, you hear things that people say, and guess what? You begin to judge yourself with those things. Hallelujah. So say, keep them for with all diligence. In other words, you have to be consistent with it. It's not a case of read the Bible today, you know. Don't, don't be like those guys who just open anywhere and just read the Bible, you know. Have a Bible, have a plan, have a plan. I don't like, personally, I don't like all those devotional books, you know. My wife does them, but I don't do them, you know. But I have a Bible plan, you know. I have one that I use to study the Word. I use, I use one that I read through the Bible every, uh, uh, in a year. This year, my goal is to go through the Bible twice. I did it, I was, I'm thinking of three times, but I kind of cut my expectation down to two eyes. You know, just reading through. And I, what, I, I, what I want to encourage you, don't wait till you feel the move of the Spirit before you read the Bible or pray. Amen? Because sometimes you won't feel the move of the Spirit. You won't feel spiritual. You won't feel, you know, sometimes you feel dry. But guess what? That's the time to push in. And that is why it's good to have that consistent time and consistent pattern. When you have a consistent path, it will not, look, I don't depend on the, sometimes I feel really, I'm reading the Bible and Revelation is coming out, bam, bam, and learning things again. And sometimes I read it, it's just, it's dry. 
And I finished reading and I said, what have I done? What did I read today? And I was, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, what, what really? And I can't get anything. So if you depend on your feelings, I can guarantee you, you will not touch the Bible. If you depend on your feelings, you will not find time to pray. So you've got to be deliberate about it. Tell somebody you've got to be what? And consistent. Tell your neighbor, say you've got to be deliberate and consistent. Verse 3 says, for out of it spring forth the issues of life. And that is why I started by saying that what you put in is what you take out. And I love to put this way. Don't wait till trouble comes before you start knowing God. Don't learn to pray when, when difficulties hit you. Don't learn to pray when you don't know what to do. Learn to pray. Learn to study the word of God. I say, this is where I like to put it. Practice your weapon in peace time. You can imagine soldiers, you can imagine soldiers going to war front to practice. You know his body bags you'll be bringing back. We have Olympics next year now. Olympics is every four years. The people that will climb that podium, they've been working hard for the past four years. In fact, when you see them practicing and working, you feel sorry for them because you're wondering, so what are you doing this for? And guess what? Not every one of them is still going to climb that podium. And the only one that gets the prize is the one that climbs the podium. So some people have dedicated four years and there's no guarantee that they're going to get anything out of it. But do you now say because there's no guarantee that I'm going to get anything from it, I'll just fold my hands. Anyone that does that, you can guarantee they will not go and climb the podium, isn't it? That's why you can't depend on your feelings. That's why you can't wait for the moving of the spirit. You know, I say, move the spirit if the spirit doesn't move you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, there, there are four or five things that, um, that I want to just quickly say to, to stay healthy. Number one, verse 24, put away deceitful mouth and put up, put perverse lips from your mouth, from you. Put away deceitful mouth. Deceitful mouth, the way I look at that is gossip. Stop gossip. Don't engage in gossip. Do you know what gossip is? Gossip is simply talking about other people, particularly not facts. Maybe it's just me, but is there anyone here that you have, you have engaged in conversation and said, well, I'm not really sure about this, so, but I think it's true. <laughs> or I shouldn't, really say, I shouldn't really say it, but I'll say it anyway. 
And what you've heard, you've added your own. That's gossip. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, one of the, one of the um, chauvinist jokes that, that I used, we used to crack when I was growing up as a young teenager, I would say, um, men don't gossip, men discuss. It's a lie. It's a lie. We gossip as much as women. More. I would say more. Oh, okay. Well, the jury is out. Okay. <laughs> the women feel that we gossip more than them, isn't it? But we don't. Eh? But you know, we don't say everything. Ah, we do. Okay. Mama said we do. So yes, we do. What am I to argue with you, man? Praise God. But anyway, to stay healthy, delete gossip. No unvery, you see, don't discuss about anybody to anybody else. Particularly, even if the facts are verified. If you have an issue with someone, go and talk with the person. Can I say that again? Don't discuss about anybody to anybody else. If you have an issue with a person, go and talk to the person. Look, if the person is going to, if you're going to end up in blows, so be it. Number one, you will help yourself. Number two, you will help the person. And if you think that it's too painful for you to discuss about, just keep your mouth shut. But the danger of that is that you probably endure the pain. And anger. And someday you are boss and you're going to tell somebody else anyway. And you know, sometimes some of the things that we think about people are not actually as real as we thought. And you now find out that when you now go to speak with the person, and you just thought, oh dear. So it's not as bad as I thought. Or I misconstrued information. So, number one is. Delete gossip from your life this year. Amen? It's unhealthy. It's better than the gym you sign up for. If you can put that as one of your New Year resolutions, that would be a good one. Number two, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelid look right before you. That's a very funny one. In other words, be focused. Don't look at your neighbor's garden. It's always green now on the other side, as they say. Don't come. The Bible says one of the definitions of foolishness in the Bible, number one definition is when you say there's no God. Number two definition is when you compare yourself with somebody else. Ah, look at his Lord. Look at my Lord. The Bible says you're foolish. Because only if you know what that person is really, really going through, one of the things you will see from this box is that Okay. Annabelle. Come come again. 
call? Chibi, come. Okay. You go and punch Annabelle. I've got, I've got a present in one of the boxes, right? You and Chibi, go and point to the box that you think the present is in. Which one? Which one do you point to, Annabelle? The, B, the Crips one. Okay. And Chibi, which one? The middle one. Okay. Okay, go and sit down. Thank you. Thank you. Clap for them again. I wonder why they chose the boxes they choose. But Uncle William says the, the box is full of creeps. We'll see in a moment. And the point here is that with the outside of the box, it gives you an impression of what is inside, isn't it? But in a moment, you see that not that our glitters is gold. That's why you've got to keep focus. Don't be distracted by what is happening in other people's life. You can celebrate them, thank God for what is happening, but don't be distracted. Don't, don't assume that, well, your lot is nothing because... It's happening for them. It's not happening for me. Life is a circle. And what you think is happening for this person today, you know, my, uh, my pastor used to say something. There's something he commonly says, never mock someone when you're on your way up. Never mock anyone when you're on your way up. Don't mock the ones down. Because... That person down may be the one that will help you up there. Or when you come crashing, you may need the support of someone who will help you. You know? So keep your eyes, look straight ahead, and your eyelids. Number three, verse 26. Ponder the path you, ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. It's almost the same thing. Stay focused, you know. Let God order your steps. That's the third one. Let God order your steps. So the first one, keep focus. Oh, no, the first one is um, stop gossip. Keep focus and let God order your steps. And don't turn to the right or the left. Remove your feet from evil. Allow God to order your steps and dutifully... Follow his order. Amen? And that's what will make a difference in our lives this year if we want to really experience the power and the purpose of God. Let me finish by closing with Luke chapter 6, 43 to 45. It says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruits, nor does a bad tree bear good fruits. For every tree is known by his own fruits. For men do not gather figs 
from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bamboo brush. A good man, out of a good treasure of his heart, brings forth good, brings forth good, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And my last words in this message, what you put in is what you take out. And what comes out of you determines the state of your health as well. It affects your health. You see, mental health is not because of just social media. It's because of a lot of things that we consume. So you've got to watch, you know, when the Bible says pay attention to his word, Watch what you see, watch what you hear, and watch what you speak. Amen? Watch what you watch, what you see, what you hear, and what you say. Because all of those three things, they affect your state of your health. You know, the Bible says that when you watch over it, Chibi and um, Annabelle... The three of you come. You come now. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, Chibi, open the box that you, you pointed to. Okay. You can open on the other side. Yes. Annabelle, come and open the box you pointed to. And you go and open the other box. First of all, Chibi, why did you point to this box? Because it's the smallest. Because it's the smallest. Hmm. Okay. That's wise. And Annabelle, why did you point to that box? Because um, the rest are Amazon. The rest are Amazon. Okay. Wow. So you don't like Amazon? No. Okay. No. Okay. Show everybody what you have in your box. No, show what is inside your box. <laughs> That's yours. Show what's inside your box, Annabelle. That's yours. And show what's inside your box. That's yours. You can go and take your seats. Take a seat. You can take a seat. Yeah, that's it. Now, the moral of that, the moral of that is that I knew what I put in the boxes. They didn't know. When God created you, He knew what He put in you. Amen. And you understand why I put it in you. Number two, the packaging does not reflect the contents. You know, it was interesting that she said that, that this was the smallest. And actually, I thought of that. I wanted to put the present in this one, but I thought, hmm, so. That makes a bit of sense to look for that. 
and I put it in the most unglamorous box. And that's why I called two people initially. Sorry? Yes. Actually, yes, you taught us a new lesson, which I was not thinking of. It was persistent. Actually, you know, there's a spirit there. You know, he jumped, even though it was not called, he jumped out, I'm ready to serve. Amen. I'm ready to give. I'm ready to serve. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, but you see, he, was, he didn't come out because he didn't know that he was going to receive anything. But in his coming out to serve, to give, he received. <laughs> Hallelujah. The same thing with me and you. You know, we do things in church. Nobody seems to say thank you. Nobody seems to notice you. But guess what? He that called you, he sees everything. He knows how faithful, how diligent you are. And guess what? He said, your labor of love, I will never forget. And this is why in closing next week, we're going to have a member's day. All our departmental leaders will come out. They will talk about their department. And they will invite you and give you an opportunity to serve with them in various departments. Amen? So, in closing this morning, I want you to consider what really is the inside of you. What do you put inside? What do you consume? You know, I've said it several times, the music you listen to, the movies you watch, and all this stuff. Like, look, all these things, they're like, um, they're like drips of water. But you know when drips of water goes long enough, it becomes a flood. It first of all comes with a damp, which I was told is very dangerous, poison. Then it comes, it becomes a flood. So those things you're watching here and there, you know, you're sleeping, you're watching pornography there, you're there, you're watching, and you think, oh, they don't matter. But they're going down deep into your subconscious. And some of the reason for this mental health is your inability to get some, you know, there's so much information to these days, so much information that you can't process. There's so much information that our mind can process. And that's one of the biggest challenges and difficulties that we're having with, uh, with, with life today. You know, kids know things that, some of the things your kids know, you'll be, some of us parents will pass out if you know what they know. The information they know. They have the information, but they don't have the mental, emotional capacity to process it. And that's what's messing minds up. But I pray there will be healing. And there will be deliverance over the minds of our young ones in the name of Jesus. I pray that in the name of Jesus, as the Bible says that, you know, 
that um, Psalm 91 verse 5, let me just, uh, praise the Lord. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord will surround you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, you shall not be afraid of, ter- of, of the terror by night, nor of the arrow by near day, nor the persons that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at new day. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you in the name of Jesus. We saturate the mind of our young ones this morning. We say that everything may be flying around, but in the name of Jesus, they will not come near you. Mental illness will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. We sanctify your mind in the name of Jesus. Your emotion in the name of Jesus. In any way in which you have been battered or be destroyed or anything sown that is not of God, we uproot them this morning in the name of Jesus. And we speak healing upon you in the name of Jesus. We release the healing banner of God upon you in the name of Jesus. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of sound mind in the name of Jesus. I speak a soundness of mind over you. I speak soundness of mind over you. Soundness of mind over you in the name of Jesus. Everything that has happened to you that has bring hurts and pain in your life, I speak healing, I speak deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I thank you for your word that has gone forth. I pray that, Lord, this word will not return to you empty-handed, but it shall accomplish the purpose of you who sent it forth. We pray, O God Almighty, that, Lord, there should be healing and deliverance upon your people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's rise up to our feet. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's declare together as we close this morning. Say with me, say, I declare. I am grateful for who God is in my life and for what he has done. I will not take for granted the people, the opportunity, and the favor he has blessed me with. I will look at what is right and not what is wrong. I will thank him for what he has, I have and not complain of what I don't have. I will see each day as a gift from God, my heart will overflow with praise and gratitude for all his goodness. I declare God's incredible blessings over my life. I will see an explosion of God's goodness, a sudden widespread increase. I will experience the surpassing greatness of God's favor. It will elevate me to a level higher than I ever dreamt of. Explosive blessings are coming my way. It is not too late to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has a moment of favor in my future. He's preparing me right now because he's about to release a special grace to help me accomplish that dream, 
This is my year. This is my decade. This is my time. This is my moment. I receive it today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just spend a few moments and just give God praise. Give God thanks. Thank God. Thank God for his word that has come into you. Thank God that this word will bear flesh in you. That we will produce a 30, 60 fold, 100 fold returns. That you be doers of the, of the word and not just here. Thank God for the manifestation of the blessings of God over your life, over your family. Thank God that his word be established over everything that concerns you. Thank God for your business, your career, your job, your studies. Thank God for your home. Thank God for your neighborhood. Thank God for the nation. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for your faithfulness, O God. Thank you for your grace and your favor. We bless you. We honor you, Lord. Blessed is your name, O God. Thank you, Lord, for accomplishing your purpose in us and through us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments or prayer requests or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you are calling outside the United Kingdom, it's 4477-6911-9449. Alternatively, email revbumi at gmail.com. And that is R-E-V-B-U-N-M-I at gmail.com. Or connect via social media, Facebook, revb.omidiron. Or Twitter, at P-S-T-B-U-O, hashtag podcast. That is, at P-S-T-B-U-O, hashtag podcast. I look forward to hearing from you, sharing with you, same time, God bless you.